Hello everyone, you are listening to the Giri Cast on Sport Direct Radio, the Malaga fan podcast for all the Giris out there. I am Matt Harrison and as always I'm joined by Chris Marquez. Chris, how are you doing? I'm doing fine, mate. Excellent stuff. Um, I, can, I can see you're in your in your washroom, so I hope your your new washroom studio is is sufficient enough for you. Um, I'm trying. I have the <laughs> the laptop on the on the thing you put your clothes in when just to hang them to dry yeah. before to take them to the washing line. Ah, uh, yeah, the, the 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 horse. We'd perhaps call it a washing horse. I think that's what you're talking about. Yes. Okay. Not an, not, not I an have the mic horse. somewhere. <laughs> Well, hopefully on today. the mic somewhere stuck as well. I'm going to try and find a clever link here because on today's podcast, we're just going to be talking about some of the news that's been going on and some of the transfers and hopefully clean up, wash up what's been going on over the past week. I tried to link the washing machine. It didn't quite work, but never mind. Um, uh, before we talk, talk about that, I actually finished watching Warrior Nun this week, Chris. So I know we spoke about that and I actually quite enjoyed it. It was... Uh, bit weird but um i would say for those people that want to see lots of malaga football club related stuff you past the first episode you're not but it was quite fun seeing lots of marbella in it but yeah it's good is my review there <laughs> um how is marbella met today ah uh, yes it, it's very very hot i've been um i've been quite good this week i've been doing quite a lot of running and uh, yeah i've come back and feel like i've sweated out like my body weight almost. We, we didn't get, we didn't get to speak uh, much as normally, because I'm busy and you are uh, getting a ten. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say I'm not busy. <laughs> um, but yes, it, it it's been good. Um, maybe you can explain something on how the COVID nineteen is going in, in in Spain, because I think a lot of people who are listening and and still thinking of coming to Spain or not or mm-hmm. how, how is life there now um yeah it's, it's interesting you say that actually because I do get a lot of people on Twitter private messaging me saying they're thinking of coming to Spain and what it like so yeah it probably is quite relevant um it, it's a funny one really because it's it's I would say you know apart from the masks which you have to wear absolutely everywhere now which is fair enough I've got no issue with that you're allowed you can take them off on the beach if you're sunbathing or if you're exercising and things like that, but you've got to wear them everywhere. But apart from that, I would say life is relatively normal here. Uh, it, it was getting pretty busy, actually, but of course the British government decided to put a two-week quarantine in place for people to visit here. So this past week, it's got a little bit quieter, which you know, from a selfish point of view, would be great. It's, it's just locals. But obviously, I do understand that this is a part of the world where there's a lot of people's livelihoods that rely on tourists. So I can also appreciate that it's a bad thing as well. But yeah, it's I'd, I'd say anyone that's visiting here, it's normal. There has been... I was I was out last night to watch the championship playoff final, and there's a few people in the pub saying there's been a little bit of a spike in Marbella and people, again, a little bit more, I don't know, a little bit, I wouldn't say worried, but there's talk of it a bit more. So um, we'll see what happens there. On. Once you're in a pub yep. or in a terrace, do you have to wear the face mask as well? No, the... you don't have to. Um, no, once you're in a pub and you're sitting, you can sit at the bar as well. There's generally, 
social distancing sort of stuff in place, like tables and moved apart. Uh, all the bar staff wear masks and quite a lot wear gloves. But yeah, the, again, that's once you're in there, you you, you know, they, there's every bar has what do you call it? Um, you know, hand sanitizer, and you know, you're encouraged to use that a lot. But no, it's quite normal. People are going out. Like last night, I went to the pub and watched the football, and it was a sort of normal night in the pub, I suppose. But yeah, um, it's it's a funny one because I can imagine quite a lot of people listening to this are perhaps UK based and. You know, I'd like to say, come visit Marbella, and it, it's it's normal here. But also, I don't know what's going to happen in the next week or two. And obviously, there's the quarantine thing. Or so, yeah, it's it's a funny one. But it, it's you know, me living here, it, it's quite it it's quite nice at the moment, to be honest with you. But who knows? I'm I'm thinking of coming over, maybe, mm-hmm. maybe, uh, but I don't know. I I, I said, which I think it's. I would give it another week and just see how it pans out, and then I'd make a decision. Yeah, because there are talks of little. Yeah, spikes. but that's a, a bit the thing. I have um, next week. I have a holiday, two weeks. Yeah. Uh, the first week will be impossible to come over, mm-hmm. uh, but the second week I was thinking of might coming over five days, four or five days, but yeah. yeah. Okay, well, that, sure that, that that's the situation here. We'll we'll go back to the situation at Malaga Club de Football, well, and Segunda, because we're going to talk about the situation in Segunda a little bit as well. Uh, sticking with Malaga first, uh, we did our awards podcast last week. Um, I I tweeted out the people we picked as our player of the year, and Tete Morente was came out on top in our Twitter vote with around six. I think it was sixty six percent of the vote. So. We can declare him the winner. So well done, Tete Morente, on winning the Giri Cast Player of the Season. We've had the update on season tickets this week, which um, the club have offered three options to season ticket holders. Uh, option one was when fans are allowed back in the stadium, you can have six free tickets, basically. Uh, second option was 20% off your next season ticket if you buy one. And the third option is to completely waive both all compensation and just go on as normal and let the club keep your money, basically. Um, Chris, what's, what's the general feel, do you think? What are most people going for? Um, all the Peñas have decided to go for option three. Yeah. That, but that... I, I cannot look in any anyone's wallet, so it's, true, it's yeah. difficult because um, the COVID also brings a lot, a lot of uh, difficult times for a lot of people um, so if you really don't have the uh, money I would say keep it in your po- uh, keep it in your pocket choose option two or ch- choose option one mm-hmm. um, but if you have the money I would say choose option three because uh, financially Malaga has a, has a very big big problem and all the pe- Peñas have decided to choose option three and do not reclaim anything yeah, I, I'm well. I'm going to go with option three because I appreciate I can. I'm in a good enough position. I can financially, you know, as a teacher, I don't earn a fortune, but I earn enough to get by well enough, and I, I can afford it. But um, I was quite surprised actually. I was reading uh, El Desmarque this morning, and like the Malaga section, and they did a vote, and forty-two percent of their vote was for option B actually, which I thought was quite interesting, but. Yeah, I, I would, again, 
echo what Chris said and, you know, we all know the situation the club are in and going back to the league, um, it sounds like we won't be having a 24-team league next season, but that, the fallout of what's being called Fuenlegate carries on. So for those that just need a bit of a recap, Depo and Fuenlabrada were meant to play two weeks ago and it didn't happen because quite a few Fuenlabrada players tested positive for COVID-19, which then I think there was 28 members of the team and staff tested positive eventually. Yeah. So that game still hasn't happened, but the league is forcing it to happen pretty much. And it sounds like it was meant to happen tonight, which is Wednesday, but it's going to happen Friday. But there's been a little bit more controversy to this story, which doesn't seem to be ending Chris, do you want to have a go at explaining and then I'll try and add bits if I think we need to? What's, what's happened in the last 24 hours? I, I, I tried hours? to explain it to you earlier <laughs> that, 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 that ended up in a terrible way. So I, I give the honours to you. Okay, well, you you, you, you correct me then where I'm, where I'm going wrong. So basically, yeah. uh, Depot's captain, Bergon, Bergon Tinos, uh, there's Tinos. He, yeah, thank you. Uh, he's been called to the police station, basically. Um, about a audio file on a Deportivo like team WhatsApp group for the players, and essentially the audio file starts with Bergantinos uh, explaining that the he spoke to lawyers and people at La Liga, and well, the information's been fed to him that a twenty-four team league Segunda won't happen pretty much, or very, very unlikely to happen, which, of course, confirms Deportivo will be relegated. Um, I'm trying to think where to go from there, then. But they um, then they said, oh, well, do we need to play the game against Fuenlabrada? And they were advised to play the game just to avoid any trouble, I suppose, and any sort of, I don't know, fines or, I don't know, maybe points deductions when we're, when they go into Segunda B assuming they go there, and one of the audio files, there's a mention of uh, Deportivo just saying they might ask the... F- this is the bit where I'm, I get a bit confused, where they basically said they're going to lose 1-0 to Fuenlabrada because the game doesn't matter, and Fuenlabrada will go into the playoffs then. So essentially there's links to match fix in there, which of course is illegal. And yeah, yep. what he said was, let's let let's talk with with the players of Fuenlabrada uh, to keep it one nil, mm-hmm. and then chill out the rest of the game. Yeah, and the I believe the the whole point of this really is Deportivo. Well, again, people at the club being careful how I say some of this. Uh, there's a suggestion that well the only way they can stay in Segunda is through an administrative relegation. And they think the only way for that to happen to another team would be Fuenlabrada, who they are hoping could perhaps be relegated because of the, I don't know, flaws in them getting COVID-19. Although there's no, I don't think there's any evidence yet to show that they did anything wrong apart from just being unlucky. Well, what they, what they, what they did wrong was uh, that they travelled to Depor mm-hmm. um, 
and they didn't uh, because the Depor game was on Sunday, I think. Yes, yeah, it was the same as our it was game. Sunday or Monday, yeah. yeah, Sunday night, I think, wasn't it? Yes. Oh no, it was a mon- no, it was Monday and night. You're right. Sorry, it was a Monday. Monday night. Yeah. Monday night, and then Sunday, um, they already knew they had uh, been tested positive five players mm-hmm. or some players. Yeah. Um, and uh, they talked to Tebas, the president of La Liga, mm-hmm. and he said to keep. He told to keep it quiet. And that it wouldn't be a problem, and they should travel to uh, Depor, to La Coruña. Yeah, but but without those players that tested yeah. positive as well, they stayed. They kept it quiet, and that's and that's mm. and and that's why what what Depor says. They that's the reason why Fuenlabrada should relegate. Okay, right. So there's like again, we appreciate this is a Malaga podcast, but we thought it's always those sort of. It does affect us next season because, especially, this idea of having a twenty fourteen league would mean that the money that Segunda get would be divided amongst twenty four teams rather than twenty two teams, and of course, Malaga need all the money they can get. So, I yeah, bet, and it would cost us one point five million euros, yeah, something, something like that, yeah, on television that, uh, rights. So, yeah, and that's you know that's a lot of money it's, for it's Malaga. It's a lot of money that you. That you don't get if you uh, bring it, uh, if you expand it to 24 teams. Yeah, but it seemed to be the only people pushing for 24 teams are, of course, the relegated teams and the Spanish FA, the what they call the Real Federación Española de Fútbol, I think it is, something like that. It's RFEF. And I think La Liga, yes. I think La Liga straight away said no. They were pretty much saying we don't want yeah. that to happen. So it doesn't sound like it's going to happen, which is. Obviously, good for sixteen. Money. Sixteen clubs of uh, Segunda División also said they don't want it to happen. Yeah, which I believe Malaga is one of them. I think I read. I yes. Don't, yeah. Yes, Malaga is one of them. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. so going away from that, you know, talking about the fun talk there. Do you want, do you want to do a little bit of talking about Altani? <laughs> that's um, yes, but first I wanted to ask you, okay. because the funny thing is of all of this, the WhatsApp group is from the um, uh, Deportivo players. Mm-hmm. So there's one player who didn't agree with the match fixing and and everything that has been discussed there. Yeah, that came out and leaked and and, and leaked the voice noise. Yeah, true. Yeah, because that is and, uh... now, and now. Yeah, now that's a big thing on uh, on the internet as well. Who is the snitch? <laughs> um, yeah, yeah I, is he a snitch? Because well, he's, I, he... I don't believe so. I, I I believe in 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 honest football. Yeah, I don't me too. believe in match fixing. I think match fixing has been done a long a long time, and happens a lot. And and I'm happy to see somebody coming out. Yeah, and, ju- ju- and leaking this. Yeah, just to be clear, me calling him a snitch was not me can like saying match fixing is good and snitching is bad. Just to clear that up. But yeah, um, and and yeah, to the extent like just before we started recording, you you can listen to this audio file. Chris played it to me just before we started recording, so it's it's out on the internet, which yes. is it's not something like we're alleging. It, it's there, um, and it's it's also something that I think that. I wouldn't. I wouldn't choose the way of coming out and going public and saying this is what Bergantino said and 
blah blah blah. I I, I wouldn't do that. But if I wanted to um, do something, I would have done the same way. I think. Okay. So speaking of a little bit of corruption, let's get back to more corruption and speak about Altani then. So uh, again, I know that you're you know you can perhaps understand the the news a bit better than me in Spanish, Chris, but. I think I'm right in saying that last Friday, which was five days ago, uh, the the basically the court decided that Altani needed to pay back the 5.4 million euros, and he had yes. five days to sort it. And I think it was with interest as well. And of course, we're recording at the moment, which is five days later. And that I believe the APA, the minority shareholders, are saying, well, it shouldn't be 5.4 million; it should be pretty much double that because of some police report and other things they found. And basically, if if he doesn't, uh, correct me if I'm wrong here, uh, if he doesn't pay this back, then they've got to take his assets off him. And, of course, one of his main assets in Spain is his shares in Malaga Club de Football. So they would go. Am I right that, there? That, Am I missing? That's probably the, no, that's probably the only assets he has in Spain. Hmm. Apart from Probably a few cars, his, his uh, shares. So that's a good thing. Uh, I, I I thought in the I, I saw in the, the comments uh, on our Facebook page that someone uh, said I hope he pays back soon. Well, I I hope he really doesn't. Yeah, pay yeah. Any cent because it would keep him at the club. Do you think there's any chance that he might uh, pay back? Uh, it scares me a bit, but um, it depends on the judge because five point seven million. Uh, 5.4 million euros is a is something that he maybe can pay somehow, mm-hmm. but 11 is is way too much, I think. And then the question, I think, uh, like when I was sending you what we might talk about today, and and someone asked me this. I was telling I was telling Ken in the tavern about this last night that I was explaining this that they might take his shares off him, and he asked a good question of so where did the shares go and. Am I right in saying they would just be put up for auction, or do you, where else would they go? Um, they would probably get sold. Yes, yeah. that's uh, that. That's what will happen. Another thing is, uh, you said five days, and it is five days, but I don't know how. I'm not so much into the legal uh, legal things uh, in in the, in the justice system in Spain, um, but five days, and I heard it on the radio. I heard it on the radio. That they were saying that um, there is a, a, a bit of time before, so the um, the five days are over somewhere near in between the the twelfth and the seventeenth of um, okay. August. Okay, that's odd. They have strange strange way from of counting in Spain, so um, it won't be today or tomorrow. Okay. Um, just before we move on to the next part, then we'll we'll try and finish on a sort of positive. I think. Um, just before we started recording, I forgot to mention to you. Uh, have you seen the the promo video the club have released this morning? Yes, I've seen it. It's amazing. Yeah, it's, it's an amazing, amazing video. Uh, we will share it at our uh, Facebook page as well. Um, yeah, great, great right. stuff. And it's, it's and um, another thing I was going to say is that uh, it seems like uh, Malaga is already, uh, our financial administrator is already busy uh, finding uh, someone, somebody to uh, to buy the shares of Malaga. 
Oh, that's that's good news too. Well, perhaps that's what the video's for because the video is sort of all about how Malaga have had a tough time of it, and you know you've got to appreciate the bad, or you've got to experience the bad times to appreciate the good times. So maybe, maybe it's a it's a call out to a future future buyer, and and of course there's there's the guy that voices it has once been linked with buying the club because it's voiced by Antonio Banderas but I think he's said a few times now yeah, he, nah. he, no I know he won't he, he, <laughs> he, he won't do it um, but the funny fact is that um, there has been interest from the NBA yes <laughs> we, uh, yeah we, we talked about it last week uh, we don't know who it is uh, but that interest is there and there are some few other big parties interested in buying Malaga. Um, but that's the thing, because the financial administrator has to uh, find the best way of leaving Malaga. Uh, and the best thing to do is find somebody to leave it to, to leave it in good hands. Yes. And I think, again, it, it was reiterated in the past couple of days that Shaheen definitely won't be a part of the the administration at Malaga at the moment. I can't remember why that was mentioned again, but they seem to keep hammering it home, which was which was good to hear. Um, right, is there any other news before yeah. we move on? Because we're going to talk about how the squad's looking and transfer shortly, but is there anything else you feel is vitally important to mention? Yeah, Altani's tweet. Oh, yes. I, feel, I, I, yeah, mentioned I didn't understand it. The Spanish Inquisition. Yeah. Well, I wrote it I down, actually. It was something like, what do you know about the Spanish Inquisition or Tribunal of the Holy Office of the Inquisition? I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> it's, um, yeah, they, yeah. Yeah, he did. That's just to clarify, that was in response to him being told he had five days to find the money. Um, yeah, his tweets are just bizarre. And yeah. Yeah, maybe, maybe from here we can say, um, give him the answer. Uh, we don't know shit of the Spanish Inquisition. So. <laughs> there you go, and we'll well we'll finish there, and hopefully we can we're going to talk about transfers and you know how the squad's looking. So yeah, we're going to talk about that. So the Segunda División and well, La Liga transfer window opened yesterday, yesterday being August the 4th, and it will slam shut again on October the 5th. As I think we've said on previous podcasts, we imagine there's going to be quite a lot of activity at Malaga, probably players going out the exit door more than people coming in the entrance door, but we'll we'll see how that unfolds. So what we thought we would do today is we're going to go through each sort of part of the pitch, so goalkeeper, defenders, midfielders, attackers, uh, look at who we've got at the moment, discuss who's staying, who's probably going, who's gone, and hopefully discuss who might be coming in as well. So we'll, we may as well start, you know, start at the back with our goalkeepers then. So obviously we've got uh, Munier, the winner of the Zamora Award in Segunda. So obviously he's had a very good season. Then we've got uh, Kellyan and Gonzalo, who have both... Well, Kellyanne, I think, played 
two games earlier in the season when Munier was on international duty and Gonzalo played just the last game of the season, I think. But obviously we'll start with Munier. Chris, have you heard anything about him leaving? Because obviously we mentioned he might be going last week. Has, has there been any news on that? Uh, well, there's still a lot of uh, interest uh, in him from uh, a lot of teams from Primera División, also from Segunda. So it would be impossible almost to keep him. And it, it's good to sell him because we need money. Yeah, it's so, um, yeah. That, that's the problem with what we're going to be talking about today, I suppose, isn't it? Because I could have asked you the question, is how important is it to keep Munier? And I'd like to think you'd go, well, he's a good keeper. It'd be great to keep him. But I suppose the answer to all these questions are going to be, well, we need to sell him for the money. (laughs) So this is going to be a pretty pointless exercise. (laughs) Um, No, I don't think so. No. We have have some some names. Yeah. Well, there's only been, we've only been linked with, well, you tell me in, in case you feel differently, but we've been linked with the Valencia young goalie called Christian Riveros. And this week I have two new names. Oh, excellent. I don't know this, so this is going to be news to me. Go for it. Uh, it seems that Manolo Gaspar is looking for two goalkeepers instead of one. Um, and uh, one name is Dani Cardenas. Okay. Cardenas, sorry. Dani Cardenas. Goalkeeper from Levante. Okay. I believe he is from Malaga and he would uh, could come over and, uh, and play. So that, that's one keeper. Can and I just check? Is, is that Barrio. okay? Are these loan signings? Are these free agents? Or I really don't know. Okay. I think Dani Barrio uh, offered got offered to Malaga, mm-hmm. and Dani Cardenas. I don't know. I I, I really have no clue. And where's That's the, the only thing I know? And where's Dani? I forgot his second name. Where's he from? The second guy you mentioned. Uh, Danny Barrio. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I'm looking him up right now. <laughs> All right. Glad you, glad, glad you I came. I really have a clue. I'm glad you came prepared with those. Oh, names. Numancia. Ah, Numa- ah yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. He's then a goalie from Numancia. He would come over uh, for free because he um, uh, because Numancia got relegated. Yeah. Uh, his contracts uh, is it ended. Okay, so there's a couple of names there we linked with. With goalkeepers, I'd be to be honest with you. I've from the games I, I've seen of Kellyan, I always I thought he was. I actually it would it be Kellyan? I suppose it'd be Kellyan. <laughs> um, I thought he was quite good actually. I, I, I'm surprised we're going for two goalies, but you know, I, Man, Manolo Gaspar I, I, knows what's going on more than me. So I think Kellyan is a good keeper for the future. Uh, but he still looks a bit too insecure when he plays for uh, for Malaga. So. Yeah, I suppose. But he's a yeah. keeper at Atletico Malagueño. Yeah, I, like I think that's what I mean. I do think I'm not saying he should be first choice all of a sudden, but I sort of feel like like when Munier couldn't play because of international duties and things like that, I always thought he did a good job. Really, I can't you know I can't remember being absolutely blown away by him, but. So I think, yeah, I think we obviously we need a no. goalie if Moon if Munier's going. Um, it interests me with Primera. I'm trying to. I was, when you said about Primera clubs being interested in him, I was trying to go through in my head who might be missing a goalie, and because um, I know we spoke last week about Oviedo being interested in him, which I know makes sense because 
they had the guy from real the Ukrainian guy from Real Madrid called Lulin, I think Lulin, I think he's called. Uh, so they've just you know let and obviously he's gone back to Real now. Um, so I know they do need a goalie. Um, yeah, I I I really don't know. I I think Kylian is not up to it yet. He made a pretty good. He played really good when when Munir didn't couldn't play because of in, his international duties. Uh, but yeah, I think it's okay that Malaga is looking for a second keeper because they were actually looking for one uh, last winter for a second goalie. Okay, so they couldn't find one. Normally, uh, goalkeepers, uh, their current ed- ends much later. Of course. Um, yeah. So it doesn't happen happen uh, a lot that young young goalkeepers are, are being first goalie. No, yeah, it's definitely a position where I, I'd say once you hit 30 is when perhaps a lot climb up the ladder to be first choice goalies. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Unless, of course, you are like spectacular. Um, but yeah. I'd say yeah. more so. But going on to our defence then, um, we'll we'll go across. We'll work our way from left to right. So we'll start with our left-backs, of course, this season. Well, I say left-back. I know he's played a lot of wing-back. We've had Juanca, um, who's still got a year left in his contract. Have, have you heard anything of him going? Because I've not, but... Uh, I, I know people, uh, there are clubs uh, interested in uh, in Juanca, as well as Sifu. Mm-hmm. Okay. So uh, there, yeah, there, there are clubs interested in both of them. And I know, uh, obviously, we've got two other left backs. One of them is one of our favourites, uh, Mikel Villanueva, who is being linked with America and Mexico. I think I read, and that that sounds like it, he's almost certainly gone, isn't he? Because, well, he was trying to go even before the thirtieth of June, wasn't he? So, um, <laughs> yeah. But it, his his contract ended as well, so yeah. And I'm sure we wish him well because we've spoken so glowingly of him on this podcast regularly. Yeah. <laughs> and then... Um, we love you. <laughs> now go. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, we will bring you to the airport. <laughs> and then we've got um, Cristo Romero, who's played a couple of games this season. And I, I, Again, when I've seen him play, he's never absolutely blown me away, but I've never noticed him do anything wrong. Do you think if... Juanca was to go, he would he would step up and be first choice, or do you think we'd be looking to buy someone in? I, I wouldn't think he would be first choice, but I would say that he could play a lot of games. Um, and it's a bit what uh, Pejicer said in an interview, in the last interview he gave, was that... Um, uh, it, it was a message to the, to the youth mm, players. Yeah. Uh, like Ismael Casas and uh, Cristo, that staying at Malaga uh, will give them the first team uh, most most chance to to play games in Segunda or in Primera. Yeah, yeah, I saw that interview. He, he, he yeah, it was he, he spe- like you said, he spe- I can't say it, specifically targeted the what, what they call them the canteranos, isn't it? The the youth players and the cantera. Yeah, the Cantera, Canterana, so the players from it, aren't they? I think, anyway. Um, so, yeah, like I said, I I think he could step up. I, I 
again, I'd need to see a little bit more of him. And of course, if Mikel goes and Juanca was to go, which I'm still not, I still think Juanca will be here next season, but who knows? But if they both went, we probably would have to find someone else as a, you know, either to play ahead of Cristo or at least a, a backup to him. Um, moving into the middle then, um, we spoke, was it, it was either last week or the week before about, we were linked with the, I was going to say Honduran, he's not Honduran, he's from Panama, sorry, uh, Fidel Escobar, but he's gone to Alcocon, so that transfer is already gone. But w- would you say at centre-back is the part we don't need to strengthen in? Because I think that's our strongest part of the pitch. It depends because uh, it, it it hurts a lot what I'm going to say now. Uh, but their uh, Celta is interested in uh, Luis Hernandez. Okay, that makes sense because um, uh, obviously he's very good. But it's, uh, it's and I, I suppose he'd be quite a cheap signing as well because um, I think he's he's thirty two, thirty three now. He's certainly he's no spring chicken but he does have a co- he's got a weirdly long contract compared to everyone else because I think his contract goes until 2024 if I remember rightly he, I know so because he, he loves being in Malaga so yeah so um, so that that's keep, that keeps my hope a bit up and, and the other thing is that Celta has to uh, sell a lot of players first yeah before they can buy yeah, because they spent so, they spent a lot of money last let's summer. Let's hope he stays. Yeah, because Celta Vigo spent a lot of money yeah. last summer, didn't they, to try and get into Europe and went the other way and almost got themselves relegated. But you say you know yeah. you're you're worried there, but then David Lomban signed a new contract. Um, it was a clause in his contract. I think that got triggered when he played a certain amount of games, so he's staying almost certainly. Which, like I said, he was for me our second best player last season. So. There's positive he was there. great. Yeah, especially the second half of the season, I thought. Like, after Christmas, he's just seemed to be brilliant. And, you know, I've I've given this guy a lot of love and I'm a bit, a little bit concerned, but I think it should be okay. Is, uh, Juan De, if he'd played in the game against Almeria, it would have triggered a contract renewal, but he didn't play in it, which makes me wonder why the club didn't do that. As if, are they looking to sell him or... But I, I still think I he hope is. not. I hope I hope he stays yeah. as well. But that's it. It's just, it's just, it's, a, it's you can sell him in the future for a lot of money. I think. Yeah, because I, I honestly think he is brilliant. So that's when you say about Luis Hernandez. Of course, you're right, and he's got such. I think we spoke about last week, like as well as being a brilliant defender, like what a good character he is as well. What a positive person to have in and around the squad. But on the pitch, I for, do... for me, he, he was the player of the season. Yeah, you said. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I, I can see why. That that was for me. Yeah, yeah, for for you, and I imagine quite a lot of other Malaga fans. I think would agree with that. But ultimately, if if he went, I think we've got enough cover there. Um, I still think we might need to get one more in because um, again, although he made some silly mistakes. I thought Diego did okay after the restart. If you take those mistakes out of him, um, like the elbow and the that goal against who did we play when he let them just run through? I can't remember. Uh, Sporting Gijon, I think. Me neither. Yeah, Sporting Gijon. That's got in my um, head. Yeah, it was Sporting Gijon. We we have to we have to think of my heart, man. <laughs> um, I, I 
<laughs> my my heart goes can take it with with Diego playing. <laughs> um, is there in your list of because I know you said you you picked out a few people we've been linked with. Are there any centre backs amongst our list? Because obviously Fidel Escobar was the only name that popped up, but he's not coming to us now. Or not? No. No. Okay. I have no centre back. Well, again. I think we need to prioritise other parts of the pitch first, so I think that's fair enough. So we'll go, we'll shift to full-back then, to, sorry, our right-back. So, of course, this season, one of the, well, even since we've been doing this podcast, we've had quite a lot of discussions about, do you play Sifu or do you play Ishmael? You've already just said earlier that you've heard Sifu being linked with clubs. and Have you, have you got any names who he's been linked with? Because I've not heard so much there, but... Mm, I have no names, but I think he's uh, a Primera Division club. He's interested in Sifu. And uh, the other guy, Ismael Casas, um, is also in the picture of a few teams. Well, that's worrying, because again, like going, I, I'd rather play this sort of youthful core with a couple of experienced heads in there and I thought Ishmael would be quite important next season but um and then of course the other the other name that we have at right back which I forgot to mention it is Ivan Rodriguez um do you think he's going to be here next season because he's been on loan at Ponferradina scored a couple of goals if I remember right yes he uh, he I've heard an interview with him last week where he said he would love to uh, play for Malaga, to come back to Malaga, uh, but also had a good time in, in Ponferradina. And he talked about his um, his contract, and his contract says, if Malaga did, doesn't sign him before the 8th of August, uh, Ponferradina can take him over. Ah, right, okay. Um, and actually, I saw uh, he was with... Danny Pacheco the other day in the in like I, I don't know if he was at I don't know where he was if he was in a hospital or if he was at the medical room in at Malaga but um, Danny Pacheco put mm, on it. It was in La Rosaleda. Ah right, okay. But Danny Pacheco captioned the photo of them saying, uh, "What was it? Ojala juntos," which I believe is hopefully together. So Danny Pacheco wants him to stay. <laughs> um, oh, and I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, go on, sorry. Would you would you think a free uh, right centre backs is, is is too much? Um, probably yes, because you know I think we did fine with two last season, but I don't know which one's gonna go. Um, of course, if I had to pick one to go, I would pick Ivan Rodriguez. But um, again, I, I I guess the one that's probably got the biggest value on his head is Sifu, and and if. I, I don't know. I, I, if the money's there, I, I wouldn't mind. I, I keep saying I'd really like Ishmael. So if Sifu got was, because I know everyone loves him, and I'm being quite controversial here. But if there was an offer for Sifu, I'd take it, and and play Ishmael next season. But that's just my opinion. Um, and speaking of other famous right backs, and going back to Instagram, did you see another famous Malaga defender who was sort of? A tease in the club to come call him. Um, sorry, one more time. Well, basically, um, 
did you see like another player on Instagram teasing the club to come and give him a call? Famous Malaga player. No. It was uh, Jesus James or Gamez. Gamez? How do you say it? <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, yeah, Jesus Gamez. Yeah. Gamez, yeah. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. Um, I went. I wasn't sure. If, yeah. Um, but he um, like obviously he captained Malaga and stuff, didn't he? But he hasn't played since 2018, so I couldn't tell because I don't think he's officially retired. I couldn't tell if he was being serious or not. It was. Um, do, do you think he was being serious? I, I think he was very serious. Yeah. Um, his last club was Newcastle United. It was, yeah. Rafa Benitez signed him. Um, yeah, but he wasn't. He, he didn't play much the yeah, last season. What happened there was, I, I believe, like because I remember when he went there and he played in the championship for Newcastle. He helped get them promoted. Uh, he didn't play too often. He had quite a lot of injuries. But I, I think Newcastle fans quite liked him. Because I remember when they um, they played Swansea in a game and they won 1-0. I think it was at the Liberty and Newcastle. And he, he played in that game. And he, Newcastle fans wanted him to do well. And yeah, it's just I think it's just one of those stories of injuries. And like I said, he hasn't had a club since 2018. But he's he's a local boy, isn't he? No. He's, again, like he's from this He's part. local. I think he's from Fuengirola. Yeah, uh, he is. That's that's correct. Yeah, he is. And yeah, it's it it it's it, it's a part of Malaga's history as well. Um, he is one of those guys who is who you will remember in twenty years. Yeah, I think. Uh, but I don't think uh, that's what it takes to come back to Malaga. Yeah. If you didn't play for two years. Yeah, I think we shouldn't sign him. Yeah, it's a bit. It's a bit like a sort of Aaron Niguez sort of gamble again, isn't it? With a player that's had lots of injuries. Yeah, because and... I, I would love him if he was the same uh, in the same form as he was when he left Malaga. I, I would love to sign uh, Jesugame because he he played very good for Malaga and he was he has a Malaga heart. So that's why you uh, why you want him. To come back, but yeah, what it 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 wouldn't. We have we have better players now. Yeah, so. yeah, because he is in I think the top I, ten most appearances for Malaga as well, like ever, which is you know no mean yeah. feat. Right, okay. I then. love the fact that uh, Isco uh, ah, yeah. responded to his co- with a comment. Yeah, I forgot what he said though. Saying I, I would sign you. That's it. Yeah. Maybe Isco's going to be the manager next season. Maybe he's going to take over. And then <laughs> <it's>... <laughs> I, I hope Isco returning one day. As player manager, maybe. I really hope. <laughs> well, nah, okay. as a player. Yeah, he can be manager too. <laughs> nah. Okay. Well, while we're speaking of Isco then, we're going to have, just have a quick little break and then we're going to be talking about midfielders and attackers who may who are at the club who may leave the club and who might be coming in. So we'll speak to you after this. Okay, so next we're going to look at our midfield and I suppose we should probably start in the obvious place which is Kaide Bare who I think we've mentioned on the last few podcasts it was looking more and more likely he would go to Espanyol 
And I think it's almost certainly going to happen now because last night, Espanyol confirmed that Victor Moreno, who's the manager they've been chasing all well since the end of the season, who was Mallorca's manager last year, they finally agreed a deal to get him to Espanyol last night. And I imagine that's just going to accelerate things. Uh, supposedly, Chris, it's going to be €2 million. Euros. You know, is that? Is that a good deal, do you think? Or is that as just as good as we're going to get at the moment? Uh, that's a good deal, but uh, his uh, manager uh, also has a bit of his interest. So uh, 10 or 20% is going to the to the manager of, uh, of Calibari. What do you mean, the agent? Yeah, yeah, the agent, yeah, sorry. yeah. No, no, I was just checking. Yeah, I thought, yeah no, sorry. No, no. I, I saw I saw a headline about yeah, yeah, that, yeah. and I didn't read the news story. I did see that headline. I was going to ask about that actually, but um, um, there's also a rumor that uh, a Espanol player is involved in the in the deal. So okay, do do we know the player or is it just just a, a, just no. a rumor? Okay. Oh, that's quite interesting then, because because sure. um, despite them getting relegated last year, Espanyol, they you know there's quite a lot of good players there. So I imagine even in the lower ranks, there would be players which are good enough to play in that in our Malaga team. So okay, that's interesting. I, I didn't hear that side of it. And then I suppose we should talk about the other midfielder who's played alongside Bari quite a lot this season, but generally played in instead of him when he's been suspended or injured, which is Louis Munez, whose contract has been expired for a while now, but it's gone a bit quiet. Um, is there any chance of him signing a new contract, do you think, Chris? Or are we at the same um, as last time? Well, we no, Gaspar offered him a new contract. Okay. Um, that's one thing, because Manolo Gaspar thinks he's uh, one of the most important most important players for his new project. Um, so they made him an offer and we're waiting. I'd agree with um, that as well. I'd... I know Luis Munoz is also has been uh, maintaining contact with Leganes. Mm-hmm. Um, so Leganes is interested as well. And recently Ibar have showed some interest in him as well. So. Okay, well, and Leganes would be an interesting one because obviously they were relegated as well, but they they are getting relegated with a lot of money in the bank because they had to sell, what's his name, the Malaga, former Malaga striker El Nasri, El Nasri yeah. who, who went to Sevilla, and then they had to sell Martin Braithwaite to Barcelona sort of against their will, and they've not been able to spend that money, so... Um, oh, of course, Munez would go on a free, but you know they could offer decent wages, I suppose. But I could picture him at Ibar, and, and actually. Let, and let me tell you, yeah, you also get twenty million, twenty million if you relegate from Primera to Segunda. Yeah, parachute payments, same as um, yeah, so same it's as like 60, sixty million euros. Yeah, so to be honest with you, I think the three teams that have got relegated are all going to be. Probably the three teams going for promotion would be my early prediction. Of course, we don't know who's going to go for the playoffs yet, but um, yeah, so that could be 
could be interesting. I was just saying that uh, I could picture Luis Munez playing for Ibar. He's sort of because he's quite, you know, they're quite a gritty, tough team, Ibar. And I think Luis Munez mm. does fit that a little bit. But of course, he does have a bit of a little bit of elegance to him as well. But um, hopefully, he shows that elegance for Malaga next season and he stays because I think, again, another local lad. And I know Gaspar, like you said, this project that he's working on is going to be based around local players and yeah Luis Munez if you know if he stayed he'd be um he'd be sort of I'd consider him sort of one of the captains on the pitch really he's was very influential even if he's not wearing the captain's armband which I suppose links us in nicely to Adrian who is you know obviously our other you know most the midfielder that regularly starts and our captain I've not really heard him being linked with anyone okay. so much. Yeah. Um, no, me neither. It's gone quiet. But uh, I know he said he, he he would love to stay at Malaga. Yeah, to be fair, I think they've all said that, haven't they? And there's always a... But, <laughs> but to be yeah. fair to them, actually, I do... I know sometimes at clubs you, you can pick up the, oh, the players got to say that. But I think the players are being quite genuine, actually. They've all come out and said... They they love it here, but they sort of appreciate the clubs in a position where they can't offer money that they perhaps should be earning, and they sort of appreciate the fact that if a club offers money for them, then the club just needs the money. So I think there is some gen, you know, they're being genuine. These players are coming out and saying it. Mm. Um, and again, we, go on, sorry. It's it's true what you say because I I never heard a player say. Uh, I I hate it here, and um, <laughs> I I want to go to get away as soon as possible. So it's a bit what every footballer ever said. Yeah. No, I love it here. Yeah. I would love to stay, of course. I think I think some are quite a bit more savvy and clever, and they might not say that, but uh, you know, there's they get their agent to cause a bit of trouble, and I think they can get their point across without saying that sometimes. Um, yeah. And then other midfielders then, before we perhaps speak about those coming in, uh, if, if we talk about those positions which Munez and Barra usually play, do you think we're going to be seeing Ben Kamasa and Boularu taking their place next season or are we going to try and get rid of them too? Oh, it frightens me <laughs> so much. <laughs> Still no offer of any of them. You know, because we're laughing about it. Yeah. But uh, Roland... And 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 Boularut are only in Malaga because we couldn't find anybody interested in them yeah. last season. And ben, last transfer market in the summer. Yeah, and Ben Kamas is only at Malaga because Altani wanted him signed for some reason. Yeah, yeah. So I was hoping. But to... who would sign Ben Kamasa? <laughs> yeah, so... I really don't know. Yeah, he need. He's, he's, they've clearly got. Um, those three have got good agents, I think, to get this high up. But who knows? There's been crazier transfers. Like we might read Marker tomorrow, and it might be Barcelona interested in Ben Kamasa, maybe, and we we can hope. <laughs> no, but there's there's no news on any of them. No. Malaga has four players in total who who aren't worth a penny. Well, that's the problem, isn't it? They're not worth a penny, and. What's the point in selling them? If and, and, <laughs> and and even if we would like give it, gave them away to a club, 
nobody's wanting to take them. <laughs> if we let them leave for free, yeah, nobody will take them. Yep. It's a serious problem. I the only thing we can do is wrap them up and give it as a surprise. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think you're we allowed to do that. I don't think you're allowed to do that anymore. Send suspicious packages to places and say it's a surprise. It, I think you might get in trouble these days with that. Um, oh. I, well, <laughs> anyway, going back to some <laughs> of the other midfielders, uh, Juanpi, my beloved Juanpi. He's he's been linked with Primera teams, although those teams haven't been named. And I think again, it's. There's not been that much talk about him going, I don't think. I know, like, we've spoken on here about it. It's probably quite important he does go because he earns 2 million euros a year. But I'm still still quite optimistic he might stay, but I'm always optimistic when it comes to Juan Did you see the comment on our Facebook page? Remind me, I might have. What people mean. (laughs) So somebody said was happy that, that... Uh, he was earning two million euros, and somebody somebody uh, mentioned, "Oh, that's one million per goal he made." <laughs> he does more than goals. And I thought, "Wow!" <laughs> yeah, oh, I'm going to stick up. But still, it's a lot of money. I'd give him a pay rise. But <laughs> yeah, it, it 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 has become pretty quiet around him. But also, but he has to leave. I remember. He said he, he said he didn't care. He he, he wouldn't. He would uh, lower his salary. Yeah, that's what I was just going to mention. Uh, he mentioned it, but how many? How many are you? You you. I I don't think Malaga will be allowed to sh- uh, to 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 lower him on on like what what would be a normal salary frame to yeah for the club to pay to Pompey. I don't know. Like yeah. one two hundred thousand. Oh yeah, he's he's not going to do that, is he? I, I don't think we we no, but I, I don't even think we can we can we can offer we, we it is impossible. Yeah, the, the league won't let us offer him uh, a salary of of four hundred or two hundred yeah. thousand euros because that would be one point six or one point eight million dollars euros that that we let go. Yeah, euros. Sorry, euros. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because there is there is actually. I don't think it's... Correct me if I'm wrong again, because this is going into league rules, and I get these mixed up sometimes. But I think there is a rule which says you can't drop someone's salary by a certain percentage, isn't there? I think because I think that was part of the issue with Okazaki, if I remember rightly, as well, where we couldn't offer him a ridiculously yeah, low wage because he'd been earning so much at Leicester, and it was against league rules or something. Um, yeah, and he he also said Okazaki said he he wanted to play for the for the lowest the uh, for the minimum wage. So yeah, that's sixty thousand euros. Imagine how 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 happy he was in Malaga. Yeah, he's probably the most beloved Malaga player ever to never play for Malaga. <laughs> yeah, um, and then the only other one we mentioned him earlier, uh, Danny Pacheco, because he's always been like obviously he's a bit of a a bit of a name, I would say. I can imagine lots of people listening to this podcast remember him uh, being at Liverpool and being on loan at Norwich because that's sort of where I got to know him because I remember him playing against Swansea quite a lot for Norwich. But he's obviously had quite a lot of injuries all season. But I get the impression that he might 
actually stay next season, perhaps because these injuries might scare people off. Um, but I can imagine there's, uh, again, quite a nice price on his head too. So what, what do you think is going to happen with Danny Pacheco, this transfer window? Ah, he will definitely stay. He's a, he's a Malagueño from Pizarra. And um, it always was his biggest dream uh, to play for Malaga. And he couldn't actually really until now with his injury. And he had a lot of injuries. So I think next season will be his season. I can't remember if I mentioned in this podcast before, but I tell you, I actually saw him play for Liverpool when I was on the cop one night and saw him play for Liverpool. Um, That's pretty yeah. amazing. Yeah, when I lived it, for those who don't know, I did my teacher training in Liverpool. So I literally lived 10 minutes down the road from Anfield and I got offered a ticket about an hour before kickoff to a game against Stoya Bucharest and he came off the bench in the last five minutes in the Europa League game. And so I did see him play for Liverpool. So I've seen him at his very height as well. Um, and then just a couple of other names I'll mention, who we've got in the squad already, and then we can maybe go to who might be coming in. Um, of course, we've still got Ramon, who I imagine will be part of the plans next season. And the other name I've got written down is Alex Muller. Do you think he's any chance of him coming back, or do you think last summer uh, scared him off? I know he was pretty upset about last summer, and that's that's logical because he didn't play for uh, half a season, uh, and that wasn't his fault. It was the fault of uh, of uh, Caminero. Yeah. Um, and uh, we also have to say that Mula um, asked to to get a transfer on loan or or be sold. Before, because he was already uh, see this, he, he already saw this coming, and Caminero said, "No, no, no, we will get you in. We will get you in," um, and we see what happens. So yeah. he's pretty upset. Caminero is gone, but it's it's quite it's pretty quiet around Mula. So mm. I I really don't know. And I really like um, like this the way Manolo Gaspar speaks and talks about the club and. He seems like a really just an all-round good guy. And I, I I think if he can speak, if they want Muller to stay next season, and I think Gaspar speaks to him, I think I think he might come back and stay for a bit. I, that's, that's, the, that's just a feeling I've got more than based on anything I've read in particular. I, I, I love I, I love Manolo Gaspar. Of course. He comes from, he comes from El Palo. Mm-hmm. He's full of tattoos. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then he's the... He's the technical director, as they call it, in Spain. Yeah. And uh, he was a, a, a quick, yeah. but also a very, very strong defender. I can imagine he him... Liked to, yeah. He liked to get in, in heavily. <laughs> I can imagine him and Sifu have good conversations, you know, with their tattoos and... Uh, well, obviously, Sifu's got a hairstyle. Manolo Gaspar doesn't have a hairstyle, but I can imagine they're quite similar people for some reason. I can, and again, both defenders as well. So, um, I, I I can imagine them both in my garden, <laughs> running after each other on a lovely summer day. Uh, <laughs> speaking speaking of defenders running after players, um, we come to the player which defenders have been chasing all season, which is Ted, well half a season, Tete Morente. Um, who uh, is 
technically the winner of our player of the season as a podcast since he won the vote. He's not going to go, is he? Surely not. Nah. It's, it, he's... He, he finally... Malaga got him back on, on the football track. Yeah. Why, why leave now? Exactly. And also, as good as he was for Malaga, I still get the impression he's gone a little bit under the radar. That's sort of the feeling I get, you know, outside of Malaga. So hopefully that's going to stay as it is. Uh, I expect next season, I don't know if you disagree with this, we'll probably see a lot more heat jam because I can't see him going. And I think he's had a season of playing a bit more first team football now. Yeah, uh, Hicham just signed, when was it, a few months ago? Yeah, he did, yeah. Just correct. before uh, all the corona happened, he signed his uh, professional contract, so and no, then, he won't go. And again, the, what, another player I would like to see go, and I think there must be a price tag on his head, is Renato as well, Renato Santos. Um, I've not heard any links with him, but I really, I just don't like him. <laughs> Um, still, I think our priority is to sell um, Bula Root, Benkemasa <laughs> yeah. and Roland. Of course, yeah. But we won't get any money for them, or not much money. So I think I can imagine Renato's got yeah. a bit more of a, a price tag on his head. Um, I, I can imagine Bula Root earns quite a, has a, quite a good salary. Uh, all right, okay. I don't know, actually. And Roland as well, so. Well, there you go. Um. So moving on to those like players that have been linked with coming into Malaga, there's the one name that keeps propping up or cropping up all the time, and that's Iskasi from Numancia. Um, of course, it, it sounds like they, they are relegated now after this. It's not official this twenty four team league thing, but it doesn't. You know, it's almost certainly not going to happen. Um, and there is a clause in his contract, I believe. Which he signed a new contract earlier in the season, I think. But there's a clause in it that says if Numancia get relegated, um, he can go on a free. Um, it sounds positive, doesn't it, Chris? It sounds like he is going to come, or oh, there's a good chance of him coming. Yeah, I think it was only depending on the twenty four league uh, why why he didn't sign yet. Uh, but now the news of today, what? The captain of Depor said, um, I think it will take, it's, it's a matter of, of hours or days before he gets signed. Yeah, and, and I, I guess he he would be, because he's 31, so he's no he's not like a young lad, but I'm guessing he'd be a replacement for Kaidi Barre more than anything, wouldn't he, as a sort of defensive midfielder. But again, a defensive midfielder that seems to be able to score goals, because he scored seven goals last season, so if there's... Jesus. Yeah. It would be, he's a beast. Yeah. That's uh, what I'm going to call him, a beast. A beast. Remember that for okay. next season. Okay, I'm, I'm sure we can do better yeah. than that, he's... but we'll use it for now. <laughs> um, yeah. But uh, yeah, of course, if there's one thing we miss, we missed last season was perhaps goals from midfield. Um, so hopefully that can happen. And as far as I'm aware, I don't think we've been really linked with any any other midfielders, have we? No, it has been quiet. Okay, and then I suppose this brings us to the part of the pitch where we, you know, I, I say we struggled. Sadiku did get 13 goals and was in the top 10 goal scorers in the league. But generally, we did not score enough goals. And we're going to look at strikers. Um, so we'll probably start again. We don't really have any strikers at the club, so we can't speculate who's going to stay and who's going to go. 
uh, I'd say the only striker we have really at the moment is Julio, I suppose, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. He's and again he's a youth player and Sidiku not been mentioned much at all in the last few weeks. There was a little chance he might come back on loan was well that was being talked about, but that seems to have gone dead. Do we think that's just not gonna happen now, Chris? I don't think it's going to happen because uh, he's mentioned in two other teams. Oh who's do you know who he's in been two mentioned? rival teams. And who's that? Uh Sport Sporting Gijón and Espanyol. Oh, right. Okay. And the last one, what I'm hearing is that, what I've heard is that uh, he's negotiating with both teams. Oh, right. Okay. To be fair to him, like, it was, uh, again, I, I sort of, I was always 50-50 with him, but he did finish with like 13 goals and Huesca got promoted, well, they didn't get promoted, they won the league as well. And he's, and their top goal scorer is Okazaki, and he scored one more goal than Okazaki, so you can't really fault yeah. what he did, really. So, you know, if he goes to one of those clubs, as long as he doesn't hammer Malaga, I sort of I wish him well, I suppose. Um, we were linked with uh-huh. Charles, uh, but he is, or Charles, how do you say Charles or Charles? Charles. 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 Yeah, I said it didn't sound right for some reason when I said it, but he has gone back to uh, the. The team that brought him to Spain, which is Ponte Vera, yeah, I can't speak today. Ponte Vedera. Um, Ponte Vedra. Ponte Vedra. Yeah, I don't know what it is today. I'm I'm tired. Although I've not been doing anything. Um, I'm tired as well. I'm I'm on sort of holiday mode, so Spanish pronunciation is clearly off. Um, well, to be to be to be honest, my English today is, is awful. Should we, yeah, perhaps we should have picked a different language. I can speak some German. We could have done it in German, maybe. I've got I've got an A level in German, uh, but never mind. Um, we'll we'll carry on. We'll, um, we'll we'll stutter through our our lang- our English today and then try and make it to the end. But um, yeah, he's gone anyway because thirty six year old Brazilian striker. I don't think he was really the answer. I don't know about you, Chris. No, he wasn't the answer. Oh, of course, he's played for Malaga before, but um, you said you'd heard a few names linked with us in regards of up front. Do you want to elaborate? I, I have a few names for you. Go for it. Yes. Um, I have uh, Tony Gavare from Atletico Baleares. Okay. Don't know him. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only thing I can tell about. Well, like, they're Segunda um, B, aren't the they? Only Huh? They're from Segunda B, aren't they? Atletico Baleares. Yeah. They almost got. Yeah. Them. They've got to the playoffs, didn't they? I yeah. think so. Yeah. Yeah, because they could have been the big uh, Mallorca derby next year, but it didn't happen. Oh yeah. Anyway, who well, else have we got? We don't care. <laughs> uh, Dioni Fialba. And Dioni Fialba uh, is a player who comes from Malaga. Um, he's a striker. He scored. He scores. He, he comes from Cultura Leonesa. Okay. And uh, he he makes a lot of goals over there in Segunda Bay. So uh, okay. I would love to see him come. Yeah, they uh, they got to the playoffs as well. And, yeah, and uh, Malaga is negotiating with Kolik of him of Cultura Leonesa. Okay, that's good. And that's Juan Carlos Menudo. Okay. I don't know what position he plays. <laughs> okay. 
Uh, hopefully, he's a striker. Just... <laughs> okay. Um, um, that's the only thing I know. Oh, and I have one more player. Okay. And that's Kaye Quintana. Okay. Do you know? Yeah, I've heard that name. I think I've read his name mentioned somewhere amongst all the gossip columns. Um, go on. Where's he from? He's from. He plays for Cadiz. That's right. Yeah. Uh, Cadiz have given him the, him the okay to uh, to come on loan to Malaga, mm-hmm. um, and it's now up to the player itself if he wants to come, if he agrees on price, and if he. But it would be on loan. Okay. Okay, yeah, I seem to. I, I think I made a note of him last week when we did the podcast, and I'd forgotten about him until you've mentioned his name now. Um, so there you go. There's some other people we've been linked with. I suppose the other only the other sorry the only other option we have up front at the club at the moment is perhaps even Adrian because Adrian played quite a few games up front at the start of last season, but hopefully. I don't know, he scored quite a few goals from there, actually. Maybe maybe as he gets a bit older, perhaps that's where he should be playing. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I think that's it then. We've covered goalkeepers, defenders, midfielders and strikers. Is there anything else you'd like to add about the squad? Or is there any, any hope you have for next season or someone we haven't mentioned? Yeah, I hope I have. I always have hope. I, hope, I always hope Isco will return, but... <laughs> uh, that's probably far away in the future somewhere. Yeah. No, I, I don't have any. This, this, these are the names. And of course, there are probably uh, many more names. But yeah, I, I think we can talk for hours about people who got named to, to, to Malaga. So. Okay. So to finish off this week's podcast, after this, we're going to have another quiz. And well, we'll talk about that at the start of the next section. So, just as we did last week, we are going to finish with a quiz. So, last week, I gave Chris 10 questions on Malaga's 2019-20 season. And he said that, oh, we, we he'll return the favour this week. But he's been a little bit harsher on me because he's done just general Malaga stuff. And, of course, I've only been going to Malaga games for a season. So, this is really going to test me. And... Um, I'd like to say I've got a pretty good all-round football knowledge, so I don't know how much of that's going to stretch to Malaga. So we'll see how it goes. It's sort of like a a Malaga version of Mastermind, I suppose. But um, we we couldn't decide whether to call it Malaga Mind or Master Malaga. We'll we'll work on that. We'll think we'll think of a clever name for next time we do this. Um, but Chris, you have your questions ready, yes? Yes. And I think we decided. First question. Okay, just before you do that, I think we decided, same as last week, that each correct answer is going to be worth two marks. There's ten questions, and if I get sort of close, there'll be like one point maybe. So, Quiz Master Chris, <laughs> I'm ready when you are. Matt, welcome. <laughs> Thank you. Good to are be you here. Re- are you Are you ready? I don't think I am, but I'm going to give it a go anyway. <laughs> okay. Here we go. The first question. Imagine it's Christmas and you want to send a postcard oh. to La Rosaleda. Um, you want to send a Christmas card to La Rosaleda. What will be the street name where you send it to? Oh, well, give me a sec. Oh, 
I, I don't even know what to guess more I think about it. I've probably walked I've probably seen the street name. Uh is it Avenida first or is it Kaya? No. La Rosaleda. No. I I just I, no. I uh I'm trying to think what's near there. Because I think when you say it, I'll go, oh, of course it is. Because, um, yeah. you know, I would have walked past it. I've probably seen the sign. Uh, it's, is it, it's not called, like, Ben Kamasa Street. They've not named the street after him yet, have they? No? No, not yet. Not, not Boularud? No, maybe no. next season. Okay, maybe next season. Um, I think I'm going to have to, uh, is it, I don't know, Altani Street, just because because that's no. the sort of thing. Because I know they named the roundabout after him. I know that's changed now. I don't know. It's probably... I, I'm not going to be able to guess either. The official name is Paseo yeah. de Martiricos. Oh, it is. Yes. I can picture it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I shouldn't. I think if you'd given me maybe half an hour, I might have got to that. But I don't have half an hour. So, yeah. Okay. Zero. But we say, Marti, we say Martiricos. Martiricos. Okay. Bad, Second bad. question. Once upon a time, there was an ex-Malaga player who bought the club with the help of his father after his football career. Yeah. What is the name of this former player slash president? The name of this former player slash president is Fernando Sanz. That's correct. Yes. Two points for you. That That's just, I, I don't know how I knew that. I was in there. Because he played for Real Madrid as well, didn't he? And he did, yeah. And his, his father did as well. And his, I, I believe his father was the president of Real his, Madrid. I can tell you, his father was the president when Real Madrid won the Champions League in either, I think, in 97 or no, it might be in the 2001. But he, he passed away this year, didn't he? Of COVID, very sadly. So, um, yes, Lorenzo Sanz, Lorenzo Sanz, yes. Oh, see, it's in there. It's um, in. Question three, of course, <laughs> but I, 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 I knew. I knew that you were going to do this one right. Question three. How many times did Malaga play in a European tournament? Oh, that's a good question. Okay. I'm going to say, I think I'm going to be close here. They've, obviously, they've played in the Champions League. They've played UEFA Cup and they've played Intertoto Cup. So assuming you're counting the Intertoto Cup, I'm going to say three times. That's correct. Oh, go on here. That's correct. And they won the Intertoto uh, Cup. <laughs> four points. Okay. Already. Excellent. And we go to question four. Excellent. And this is in Spanish. And you have to finish it. <laughs> so I'm starting it and oh, you're finishing it's it. It's going to be the song. I won't it? tell you yet what it is. I think it's going to be the... I know where it's going to be. Sin orgullo cuando gana, cuando pierde sin record. Entre la afición más sana, el Málaga es campeón. Adelante, jugadores, por el triunfo, triunfo frente al gol. Deporte defensores. It's the part I don't know. It's the, it's the second, it's the one bit I know. Right, sing the last line again. Just the last thing, thing you said. There we go. Por el triunfo frente al gol. No, not the whole thing. The, 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 I, 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 one second. I just need the last line again. Entre la afición más sana, el Malagas campeón, adelante jugadores, por el triunfo frente al gol, de por tres defensores. Sade, de, 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 de. 
Elma liquor is campion. Is that how it finishes? Malaga. No. No, I can't. I, it's the one, it's any other bit I might have been able to do. It's the one bit I always forget. And I've got, I know, I, that's why I lose. Yeah, that's and, why I've chosen the and, last part. And also, I think if you'd asked me in March, I would have known this because I, I could sing it, but I haven't sung it for months because I've not been to La Rosaleda. I think I'm going to... Uh, you, you know what the awful thing is? Now that I'm reading it and singing it, I can't. But I know it. I know all the words. Yeah, I, uh, yeah. But now when I'm reading it, I thought you were going to give me one of the. I thought you were going to give me the chorus. I was going to do that. But uh, here we go. Go on. Give me, uh, I don't know. I, I, I will start from the beginning. Sin orgullo cuando gana, cuando pierdes sin record, entre la afición más sana, el Málaga es campeón. Adelante jugadores por el triunfo frente al gol de deporte defensores. Now it comes. Malaga, señores señores, en el fútbol español. Ah, yes. Colores blancas, Por eso con El Malaga la fisión. Animas. Animas la fisión. Yeah, I see. Okay, anyway. Malaga. There you go. See, I could have done that bit. Anyway, you picked the... Yeah. I'll give you one point. Yeah, because I, I sung the chorus. That's not bad, considering I'm not a proper Spanish speaker yeah. and I've been here a year. You get a point. Okay, thank you. Next well, question. Well, we are on question Next six. Question. Who were Malaga's rivals in all Champions League games, including the, the pre-games? All right, okay. I don't know if I'm going to get the proof. I'm going to work my way backwards. So I'm going to start at the end. So they got knocked out by Dortmund. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. Um, yes. They beat Porto in the second round. Yes. In the group, they played Anderlecht, AC Milan, and Zenit St. Petersburg. And this is the what yes. Is there only one more team? Or two. It's only one more okay, team. Okay, and I think the other team, I think, is Panathinaikos. Oh, two points. Oh. You're seven points now. I thought there might be two rounds. You're going quite. Yeah. You're going quite well, actually. Yeah, I'm not doing bad. This is a difficult one. Okay. It's a Spanish phrase. Okay. Si tú estás bien, yo estoy bien. If you're feeling good, I'm feeling good. This is the famous sentence of a very, but very important person at the club. Who is this person? Two bonus points. If you can name everything he has done for the club, every position he has had in the club. Right. Um, so if you're feeling good, I, I'm feeling good. Um, and someone has had a lot of positions. Yeah. Okay. Is it right? Just one. Okay. You can take a point off of me for just asking this question. Did he ever play for Malaga? On the pitch. Yes, he did. Right, okay. So that, that does help me a bit. Because um, I was thinking of like maybe people have been in the backroom staff a long time. But Okay, so former player. So someone must have been like a manager, but probably a coach as well. Probably like a director. Um, I'm trying to... Uh, what about Fernando Hierro? Because he's had links. Oh, no. No, nothing. No. Hierro. No, ignore that. 
He's not even a, no. a, a, an important person. No, anymore. no, because I know he's had like links. That, yeah, this, I'm thinking of Fernando Sanz again. I'm getting them mixed up, sorry. <laughs> um, Did you make a decision? I, I'm, I think I'm going to be thinking a long time. So I'm going to just try and... Um, I'm going to try and think of a name really quickly that comes into my head. Uh, I can't think. I just, I've got lots of... I can think of lots of players, but I can't think of anyone that's probably had lots. So go on. I don't know. Pass. It's Abdullah bin Barak. Oh, I should have got that because he's been... I know, I can tell he's been player and manager and... and he's an advisor now. For the and club. he's still there, yeah. That's... Uh, I, think with, I think if I'd thought yeah. a bit longer, I might have got that, but I don't know. Yeah, anyway. He's, he's, very, he's very famous for that phrase. Yeah. He still uses it now every day when he's, in, when he's at the club. He's uh, famous... Um, most definitely uh, in these days uh, yeah. at the children playing for Malaga CF okay. uh, because he always brings candy <laughs> and he always watches the, the the youth teams play oh what a nice guy but okay. he's Mr. Malaga okay yeah I should have got, got that anyway go on next. What, what question okay. are we on now what number which Brazilian what I said what number question are we on oh uh, seven Oh, right, okay. So let's try and speed through these last ones then. So which Brazilian? Which Brazilian international played for Malaga? Um, I'm surprised there's only one, but I'm guessing you're talking about Julio Baptista. You're right. Yes. Nine points. Okay. Uh, question number eight. Fondo Sur is known for creating a massive atmosphere and their big support to the club. Okay. Frente Boqueron and Malaga Hinchas are the biggest groups in Fondo Sur. When were they founded? Oh, that's a good question. Um, are they two different years or were they formed at the same time? No, two different years. Okay, right. Well, I'm going to have to... My Spanish football history, I'm going to have to go off here. I'm going to... Right, the whole ultra scene in Spain didn't really start till, I'd say, the 80s after Franco had gone in mid-70s. And that's when they'd seen... After, especially after the 1982 World Cup, because they saw all fans from across the world and they picked up. So, but then I'm thinking, would Malaga be a bit later? No, actually, no. The World Cup was World Cup games were in Malaga, so I'm going to say 82 or 83 is one of them. 82, no. And <laughs> which one? Um, I, 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 I <laughs> which one? M- Malaga Hinchas. No, the other way around. Frente Bocaron. You say 1982? Yeah. Malaca Inches. No, I said Frente Bocaron. I changed it. Yeah, Frente Bocaron. Oh, yeah, Frente Bocaron. Yeah. Uh, 1982, Frente Bocaron. Yeah. You get one point for it. Oh. It's 1986. Oh, right. Okay, don't give me a point for that. That's miles out. Um, and I would guess the Malaga Hinches... It's four, four, it's four years. Yeah, okay. Well, it's up to you then. Um, I think I should have got closer than that. Um... Malaga Hinches, I think, are a little bit later, so I'm going to say 94. Wrong. 2001. Oh, right. I knew it was later. I didn't, yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, I'll give you one point. Okay, thank you. <laughs> so you're, uh, you have 10 points now. Okay. The Malaga bitch has a building in it. What is the name of the building? The Alcazaba? Oh, the wrong answer. It's Gibraltaro. Okay. I don't even know. I didn't even know it was called that. <laughs> what? I didn't even know. You didn't that. even know what? I didn't know it was called that. 
So, you know where Hebrew Father is? I might do. You know, you you, you have visited the Al Kasaba. Yeah, it's the place in front of it. Yeah. Yeah, the yeah. place next to it. Next to the, like almost by the cathedral. Yeah. Okay, I know. No, the other way. No, the other way. Yeah, I know where you're to. I know where we are anyway. Okay. You have the... Ah. The last question, number 10. The name of the club has, has been changed many times since the beginning. What was the first name of the club in 1904? Oh, for those that don't know, I have been writing a sort of little bit of a book about Malaga. So I did write this not very long ago and I just can't think for the life of me what it's called. Um, uh, I, 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 I honestly, I can't, I don't even, I don't think it's called Malaga. I don't know. No idea. It's not going to come to me. It's Malaga FC. Oh, I should have got that. <laughs> Malaga Football Club. That makes sense. Malaga Football Club. Yeah, no, that's not what I was thinking it was. Instead of Malaga, instead of Malaga Club de Football. Well, it makes See sense because it's it was FC. Yeah, because it's funded by like sailors, basically, isn't it? Like most clubs in Spain are formed in port towns because of English travellers coming here and wanting to play football, and all these Spaniards being like, "What are these nutcases doing? What are they playing?" And that's how. Lots of these clubs are formed, so yeah, that that makes sense. The big one. Yes. So Let I'm, me see how many points you have had earned. Ten, I think. Yes, ten. Okay. Ten points. Excellent stuff. I'll take that. That's I did better than I thought I would there, so I'm happy with that. Um, but there you go. If you know, if anyone else wants to send us in a quiz, feel free, and we could perhaps have a go together somehow. We'll work something out because we've got. Quite nice to do yeah. a quiz at the end. Um, maybe we'll do a shorter one next time. But um, yeah, it's all good. Um, that will be fun. Yeah, so that's all we've got for today. Um, I, I don't know if there's anything you want to add before you go, Chris. Yes, I will work on my English for next week. So. <laughs> well, actually, I, I'm going to work on my no, English. Don't worry. Next week, my English will be perfect. <laughs> I'm going to work on my English as well. I'm going to make sure by next week I know that the verse I always forget of the Malaga hymnal, so I'm going to make sure I know that. You can test me next week. Um, but yeah, again, thank you for joining me again, Chris, and thank you all for listening this week, yes. and we will speak to you soon. Adios and vamos Malaga. Yes.